Hi, Mike Show, Adam Krautwurst. Merry Christmas or Happy New Year on December 27th. Adam, which is better? Um, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays from us, the deep end. Week 17 ahead. We have some looking ahead and looking back as well. You really should have seen the last 10 minutes. Like a boomer trying to understand the tech. And it wasn't me. It was Adam the whole time. It was so bad. But I was trying to tell him what to do. And I wasn't wrong, but still wasn't helping. You know, my kids can relate. Yes. And so can yours. Yes. <laughs> All right. Draft Sharks Invitational. The main event one week left. Football guys. The 5K that you're in the finals in. What to do when somebody offers you a chop for the finals and do you tell them straight or do you go through a third party or do you just say no or do you pretend not to take the call? <laughs> so much to talk about, including the storm for the ages that just hit Buffalo. And that is saying something because we've had a We have, we have a storm for the ages every month. Thanks for tuning in, watching, tuning in. Now I'm the boomer tuning in, watching, <laughs> listening, powered by draft sharks, Mike and Adam, we are the deep end. Tomorrow, though, Happy New Year, right? What midnight yeah. tonight? Um, I, you know, I don't know when Happy New Year starts, but I had an interest. I've had interesting conversations of when does it end? Like end of January? Like Happy New Year? Like how did, how long does that did you take that on for? It's got to be way before that. Uh, January fifth. January fifth. Okay, fair enough. After that, you're like into that a work day. week. You know, it's just come on. Yeah, move on. Move on. Well, I live in Grand Island, New York, just north of Buffalo. Adam lives in Rochester. I live in Rochester. And, you know, depending on who I'm talking to, I'm, I may be saying that that is Buffalo or I may be saying that sure. it's a million miles away. It depends on the conversation. But as you probably know, and much of the country experienced it, some version of it, a storm for the ages. I mean, really, like the blizzard of 2022 will live on for decades in Buffalo. Dozens of deaths including, as I found out today, my Aunt Barbara, who has had some health problems. I'm not as close to her as I wish I had been. She was my favorite. She was our favorite growing up. Like, just Aunt Barbara, she had a pinball machine. She and her husband, Jeff, she had a bumper pool table. We loved Thanksgiving every year was at Aunt Barbara's. And she remarried this beautiful guy named Charlie. Her daughter, Jill, my cousin, uh, one day on labor, one year on Labor Day, 2009, this would have been, we all had a limo to go out on Labor Day weekend wow. in Buffalo. And it was, for me, it was reconnecting with different cousins and relatives, including Aunt Barbara. And Jill had adopted, rescued these two dogs from South Carolina. They were brothers and they were fighting all the time. And she was just like in passing, she's like, we really have to find a new home for for Samson. And then everybody pointed at me <laughs> and said, you need to take Samson. So we did the next day, Jill, Barbara's daughter, Jill brought her over my cousin. And then we had Samson. And the day after that, we got a call from our adoption agency. We found you a match and that was Julius. And a month later, Julius was born. So we got Samson. Then we got Julius. There you go. And it all started, but um, tremendous loss. It was just like, the snow wreaked havoc in so many ways. It's not even over yet. We had 
where I live on Grand Island, which is usually not that effective, affected rather, um, just blinding snow. And we lost power for 40 hours and it was nowhere near as bad as it was in other parts. Um, but I'm, we're so sad about Aunt Barb. And I don't know, like these things are real life things. You know, you want to be as prepared as you can, but sometimes you can't do everything you need to do. So sorry to uh, start on a sad note, but this really was, you know, a lot of us have been through lots of these and this one was different. You know, um, Adam, it was just too much. Yeah. And it's, I, I hate to, normally I'm not naive to these things cause I'm, you know, your neighbor, I'm in Rochester and we know, you know, the weather and stuff. And I've been deployed to Buffalo through my job to help in situations like this. And there was never any talk of us going out there. And, 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 you know, normally you hear like storm in Buffalo, you think, feet and feet of snow like you guys had a couple weeks ago right but this was like it wasn't you know necessarily all the snow it was the wind and the cold and the combination of everything that just made it you know uh really really did you know difficult and so it's just yeah it's just the worst to see and then you know people you know they don't have food and they don't have power and other you know the looting going on at the stores and it's just for survival it's just it's 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 wild to think you know, our thoughts and prayers go out with everyone from Buffalo and Grand Island because it's just, you know, with the storm you just had and then, you know, it feels like you're just coming off of like the, the shooting that happened last year and it's just, man, oh, man, Buffalo's really been through, been, been through the ringer and, and hopefully, you know, the sports world can, you know, take a little eye off of it for a little bit and be able to kind of help, help in, in that way. And it was Christmas Eve, right? Christmas. So Saturday... Our yeah. generator quit. We were outside, my wife and I, every hour, just kicking at it and trying to make it work, you know, and we're lucky to have one. But if anybody cares to, not that I'm asking, but I've done many shows with you. And in the summer months, I do them outside up on the balcony. And part of the problem we had here with the wind was we have no coverage. Like, I'm grateful for this. I love this about where we live, but we're right on the water. And there are no trees at all. And neighbors are way far apart. So when the wind, it's never happened before in my lifetime like that. But when it's in the 70s for hours, 60, 70 miles an hour like that, it's a hurricane. You know, you're yeah. just getting blasted by it. But my brother-in-law, Scott Kalman, and I, but it was like 90-10, Scott, put up a trampoline for my daughter's birthday last year. She's 11. Yeah. And the trampoline is still standing, which Ooh. is pretty good. Like this big, awesome golf dome. In I Williams saw Road, that. Torn to shreds. Like just. Is that the golf dome right off the expressway there that you drive by and you see? It's a different one. There are okay. there are two big ones like that. This one is more toward Williamsville, Clarence, that direction. But it was, I mean, just total devastation. I mean, I can't even imagine. And all the equipment inside, if there were people inside, hopefully not. I don't even know. Just, you know, really bad. But, um, you know, I'm in and we are in the sports talk business. And this is always very sort of complicated when you're trying to talk about sports at a time when serious things are happening. That can be weather, that can be politics, you know, violence, whatever it is. And so you just try to balance that. And it's, it's you can never do it that well. But let's talk about how I'm probably going to lose the draft sharks in the <laughs> <laughs> onto a onto a better note. I know, and the funny thing is, not the, there's nothing funny, but like you know, 
through the thick of it all, you know, I'm checking in on you. You're texting me. Let me know how you're doing. It's like, hey, the family's fine. We're going to survive. But freaking Tyler Higby won't stop scoring touchdowns. Right on. <laughs> totally. Right. Who can't relate? Oh, my God. Who can't I relate? Love it. I love it. All right. I'll pull well, up the monsters here. I'll pull up the little spreadsheet here. Yeah, this is my little way of following following the Draft Sharks Invitational. Myself on the left, John Scuderi, Crino, and Kelly. Yep. On the right, we've sort of traded the lead back and forth. And I was sitting pretty on Saturday. Like, Ramondre Stevenson bombed for him. Yep. Wentz played, but whatever. Yep. I mean, Stephon Diggs had two targets. I know. Like, it was setting up really well for me. And then Jeff Wilson scored a touchdown Sunday. Okay. And then that Ram-Denver game, it was it – was, Higby and Judy, I texted you, as you, you'll remember, whenever it's Christmas Day, you have two players on terrible teams. How are they both getting hurt in the first quarter and going back in? I know. And smashing. I know. So Higby, 9 for 94 and 2, Judy, 6 for 117. I just I can't believe I remember those stats. Yeah. And you're never going to be worse. Them. It could have been worse last night. Pittman and Palmer against Diggs. I mean, Pittman had a little bit. So he's up by, what is it, nine points? Pittman and Palmer against, against who? Sorry, you said Diggs. Diggs. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Whoops, so, sorry. And then Pittman it was like three or four catches. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it could have been worse, but we're nine points away. John's been great. We're texting every week, you know, uh, in usual sort of gambling way, sort of telling the other person why they're going to win. <laughs> and if people uh, are wondering – if people are wondering why you have this little homemade spreadsheet, it's because in the Drafters Invitational, they, you guys are in separate leagues. It's a tournament. So being in separate leagues makes it so that you have to kind of follow. You know, you guys have been emailing back and forth. And so, um, but yeah, it's going to be down to the white. So what's it, a nine point? It's a nine point spread here for him going into the final. I think so. Do you have the standings? I, I forgot to bring them up. I can, okay. I, can I, I can find them after. I have to show this picture it's, first. It's John, me, Mike Leone. <laughs> And then JJ Zacharyson and Fantasy Mojo, who are both in my group. Yeah, I saw that. Mojo's, um, yeah. Someone's He's in the overall, but in third. Someone's in eleventh place overall and number one in their in their, in their league. I forget. I forget who it is. But see, that's good though for me because I felt like my advantage was the first two guys, at least maybe the first guy uh, didn't know it was Superflex, and so Hertz <laughs> and Kelsey fell to me at twelve. Because it was the first one. Yeah. But when, well, that, that actually does hold water. If two other guys are doing, they could be doing better than me, you know, just for luck. Maybe we all benefited from it being the first draft of the tournament. I'm not sure that's right, but. Maybe. 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 But yeah, no, good, good luck. Nine points and uh, 5K up top. So we'll see if I get Jalen Hurts. We'll see if John gets Lamar Jackson or even Carson Wentz this week. Yeah, he might. Um, Hurts, I don't know. Like, do you think he plays? I don't because I think Minshew's good enough to win with at, at home against who do they got? New Orleans. New Orleans. Yeah. E These are the matchups we memorized between the, May and like, August. You, you memorized them. I didn't memorize them. But <laughs> ask um, me anything about Week Seventeen matchups, twenty twenty two. Ask me anything. That's right. And all that matters is do you have Zilstra. You know what I mean? You're memorizing all these matchups. Do you have Zilstra? That's all that matters. No. Oh my God. Unbelievable. But yeah. I do so have I, Blair and Dringle. 
I think I think Minshew is good enough to win this game, and so I think they 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 rest Jalen Hurts. But and if they lose, he can play next week. If they you know feel like they need to win Correct. that game, yeah, yeah. Dallas wins, you know. For, Dallas for sure. Playing Thursday night. Hopefully he plays. well. So that'll be interesting. And speaking of drafting twelfth. Right. Speaking of getting lucky at, out of the 12 spot. Easy. <laughs> Our friends. Yes. Nick Costantino, Sean Stutzman, and Don Barani are this close to repeating as main event champions. Most of the high stakes world is aware by now. Two weeks ago, when it just when it happened, Sean texted a small group of us. Mike Leone was, you know, in the group and like, Hey, guys, look. I had just looked, and there it is, Marv Levy 6. We talked about it last week on top of the main event. They were down going into Sunday, but then, like, they were all set up through Sunday. Adam, I don't know. Like, how incredible, you're more experienced than I am, would this achievement be? I mean, it's just um, – it's so – if they would have done, like – 50 main events this season, I'd be like, oh, well, they're really good players. They're doing 50 more than, you know, they're probably in the top 2%, maybe 5% of the amount of teams that are in. Like, yeah, they got a good, they got a good, they got a good shot. But I think they did like seven main events, maybe yeah. something like, like that. Uh, and I think you correct me if I'm wrong and we'll have them on the show next week. I think they only got one into the race, one bullet in. I think. I don't know. No, more, more, more than that. No, oh, I don't oh, know. Oh, you don't know. Okay. I think they might have gotten one in. Uh, but we're going to pull up the team now. So this is, a, for people who are watching, this is a, um, a picture because it was done live in Vegas, so they didn't input these boards into the computer, so we couldn't get the draft board. But uh, this is a picture that they had taken uh, from the draft in Vegas. They're team, team 12. And so I'll list off the off off the players, the people who are who are listening and not watching. So at twelve, they went Kelsey Lamb. Yes, that's not a typo. Uh, Kelsey at twelve. Never saw him go later than that. Um, when you're when you run pure, you just run pure. Kyle Pitts at at, at the ten spot, by the way. Um, so was that 12, you? No, it was not me. Believe it or not, believe it or not, it was not me. Who would you have taken there? Uh, Tra- Travis Kelsey. <laughs> not Barkley. Oh, uh, no. I probably had enough Barkley at that. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, so two key points right here. Yes. If you take Kelsey and then, you know, I have enough Barkley, it's your distribution that you're thinking about. Correct. If you take Barkley, you're going, there are four picks after me and there are three tight ends I would take. Sure, or that. I think I still go Kelsey. I, th- I think I still go Kelsey. Um, well, distribution is so pivotal to these – and that is where there's as much randomness as anything because like Biplop was in this draft. Andrew Schellenberg was in this draft. Who knows how many Schellenberg, is Schellenberg 10. He might, he might be 10. He loved Javante Williams and Pitts. That I don't know. Be, that might, that, that might be him. Maybe. I don't know. But like this was Thursday afternoon in Las Vegas. Yeah. So the first drafts, I think Adam, right. The first drafts that were held in Vegas were Thursday morning. Yes. And so this would have been the second round of drafts in Las Vegas that there were. And you have, I mean, just like naturally, 
some of the highest volume players are there. Yeah. That's these guys. I mean, yeah. they didn't do all the drafts, but, you know, Bip or Mongooses, these guys who do a lot of them, they would have been in the room. The bare knuckle was the same night and Nick was in that draft. And so was I, and so was Mongoose. Right. And so was Scott Connor. So you have like, it's the beginning of the weekend. It's really three days. It's Thursday to Saturday. And this is 1230 in the afternoon at nine o'clock in the morning on Thursday. You're maybe drink. You're not drinking yet, but at 1230 you are, you've done one or you haven't done one. None of that is necessarily germane to this draft, but you see a first round that we rarely saw. I mean, you saw it's yeah. not on the screen, but Chase went three yeah. in this first round. It went Taylor, Jefferson, Chase, McCaffrey, fine, Cup, Diggs. We were talking we, – we flew out of Vegas going uh, – Dave Hubbard was right. Like, pick Diggs in the top yeah. four, whatever, yeah. four or five, whatever that was. Everybody was in love with him, and that, that changed. Well, that necessarily didn't change, but it's been getting – it's been in decline. Adams, Eckler, fine. Cook, all right. That's early. That's early, yeah. Pitts is like, this is my flag planting on Pitts. Yep. Barkley, Kelsey. So information's flying in. Uh, They did have seven main events, and they did only have one bullet that get in. Are we on the air or something? We're we're on the air. We're on the air. And Shelly, Shelly, Andrew Schellenberg picked 11th. So, uh, Barkley, I know. Barkley, but hey. Barkley, fine. Yeah. Like that's like, my bare knuckle team. That's Barkley right. And Andrews. There you go. Judy. So, um, but yeah, let me let me read this off real quick for the people who are listening and not watching. Kelsey Lamb. Then they came back at the three four and went Fournette, Allen Robinson. Then they came back and went Devonta Smith, Patrick Mahomes, Stevenson, Kadarius Tony, um, Sky Moore. Sky Moore. I'm like, who's Moore? Like Sky, because it's blurry on my screen. Sky Moore, Traylon Burks, Gainwell, Mostert, Parker, Wilson, Spiller, Tucker. No one of note uh, from there on out. So, so compared, Adam, Adam, Rondale Moore was the pick before Sky Moore. Oh, there, there you go. There you go. I was like, there's no way DJ Moore fell seven rounds. I mean, I know, they got, <laughs> I know they got DJ Moore up. went five. Wait, who's that Moore? That's Elijah Moore. Oh, there the, you go. the third round. The third round is eleven receivers and Fournette. Incredible. 11. Seriously, it is Fournette. It's literally DJ Moore with three nine. So you can see him at nine. I can't wait to have him on the show to talk about this. This team, DJ Moore, first or second? No, no, just just their their team in in general. The 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 the, the Bills guys, the Go Bills, Mar- Marv Levy guys, because. Like, I know, like, I've talked to them so much. Like, I know that two of those guys hated Allen Robinson and they took him there anyways because one of them loved him. You know, Leonard Fournette drops, what, around in ADP because all those receivers go, right? So Not, not even. I mean, yes. If, if you were to ask me, which I was going to ask you, what was their smartest pick? Fournette is a candidate. Oh, absolutely. You're, you're playing oh, yeah. off value there. Or it's Stevenson. But even Stevenson at 7-12 – isn't Herculean, you know, and everybody later, you don't see Chris Olave on this team. You, you don't see Miles Sanders on this team. You don't see Jacobs. You don't see, you right. know, it's Ben Skoranek, right? Like you don't see late, these guys would have to cop to this. You don't see late Jeff Wilson. They went, they went for the, I like, this is something I'm going to learn from. They did the two Dolphins 
Yep. Mostert and Wilson. Well, and that's been good. But they weren't Dolphins, though. Well, I mean, Wilson wasn't, right? Or am I crazy? Right. He Jeff was Wilson on the 49ers. Season. Yeah. Never mind. I, I really liked their Devonta Smith pick. I mean, that was a little early. One, two, three, four, five. End of the fifth. Five, Twelve. That was a little early for him. But when you look at the third round, is all as all receivers like the, the receivers got pushed up in this draft. So Smith was a nice was a was a pick that oh. you might not expect. And I'm saying this in the most respectful way possible because oh. I love the because I love these guys. But last year's like if you compare this team to last year's team. This team stinks compared to last year's team that they had. They were number one. From every minute last season, this team is like there's <laughs> Allen Robinson, who I love. They they lose Allen Robinson, you know, Tony dead, Sky Moore dead, Traylon Burks dead. Their whole it's the opposite of what they had last year when they hit every single pick. Your tone leaves no doubt that you're being very respectful, by the way. <laughs> Listen, Sean and these guys who are watching and chirping on the Twitter. Get in the chat, and we'll, let's do this out, yeah. out in front. We're, we're, right. we're right. on the right. air. Adam says we're on it. The agreement was we were not recording this, but apparently he put it on YouTube. So, <laughs> so that, I mean, I, I can't believe I missed the Dolphin thing so so badly. That's right. Jared Spiller never played. Ty Chandler never played. Damian Williams never played. Ben Skronik, they had to have cut. So, Nick told me a couple things about their, their season. He said in week two, they picked up Zay Jones for $58. Full disclosure, never in a million years would I have done that. Or Adam. Correct. Adam and I, in a dynasty league, which we were good, were offered Zay Jones for Chase Edmonds when he was still on the Dolphins, and we laughed it out of the room. (laughs) And it became a complete 180 right from that moment. So – Nick, Dom, and Sean may, might have seen like a, a path for Zay Jones on a Jacksonville team that was always sort of better than its record and, you know, target share. That's something that a, I, I feel like Zay Jones for me was a miss. I mean, I was on the air in Buffalo when he was traded up for in the second round and he was cut right away. And then he did that, whatever scene that was in Vegas or LA. And like Zay Jones has kind of always been condescended to i got evan silva in my ear with like you know i'm not going to capitulate on zay jones yeah and so he's sort of like a never ever but these guys did it and they started him in the first week of the playoffs when they were behind and he smashed and the next week they benched him that that's it no one would it's like the josh jacobs thing it's all about timing if he did that if zay jones did that week seven they wouldn't be winning a million dollars and nobody would care. But he does it at the perfect time for them, which is so awesome. Like it's it's incredible. And they they started him. I wouldn't even have started him. Like they had the foresight to not only have him, but start him because they had some other options that we've talked about before. Like they are just locked in to like the the best plays, and that's what you got to do. And they've been doing really, really they've just been nailing they, it. They started him because they were losing. Sure. They did what you would do if you were yeah. down 50 points yeah. and you had won the tournament the year before. And I don't know, <laughs> the, guy, the guy you have is not that good. So you play Zay Jones against Dallas. And, you know, that was a fun game to, yeah. to yeah, project. Sure, maybe. Yep. Yeah, maybe. And then McKinnon happens at the same time. Jarek and then you're McKinnon. sitting at 233 like we're in first. Yep. Jarek McKinnon was was the guy for them to pick up for them. Looks like they picked up Joe Burrow last year. And so, so, um, so McKinnon 
Nick says, was in week eight or nine for $25. And that was also very savvy. McKinnon was somebody in all the underdog drafts was just sort of ignored. They they acquired Ronald Jones. This Pacheco was getting buzz. They still have CEH. We argued about CEH all summer. And there was McKinnon, who they started and used a lot in the playoffs last year on a a team trying to go back to the Super Bowl for the third straight year. And that did not get enough credit. Yeah, and 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 it's what's crazy is, like, what if someone I mean, twenty five? What if somebody bids twenty six dollars? You know what I mean? That's all it takes is one little. Someone bids twenty six, you're not winning a million. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just amazing that that everything the way uh, everything wor- works out. Because um, I, I guarantee you, and we'll have them on the show next week, so I don't want to give away too much of what they said. About they have not them. agreed yet, by the well, way. Well, two weeks, three weeks, a month, whatever. We're gonna we're gonna have them on the show, but okay. um, ever soon. But I guarantee you, when we ask them, we're gonna be like, "Hey, was this your best team this season? Was this like your favorite team that was the had the most talent?" They're gonna be. I guarantee you, they're gonna say no, because they, they're gonna hate the Robinson pick. They're gonna hate the Tony Moore Burks like, and it just it just works out the way that it works out and. They are running hot. Adam, I think you'll join me in saying, Nick, Dom, Sean, we really hope you win. Oh, absolutely. It's where we uh, love being friends with you. And everybody in fantasy is like, wow, that would be incredible to have as a thing if you go two in a row. Wait, hang on, Nick. Slow down. (laughs) He he did enter the chain. He did follow the rules. But can you imagine that same steak dinner next year? Oh. If they go back to back, how many people will be at that table and how big will that credit card roulette bill be next year at Craft Steak? Craft Steak is going to have to know, listen, the whole here's the whole story. Tom Colicchio, all of you people, we're coming back, that same waiter, the credit card roulette times three. And, you know, if Nick wins again. <laughs> listen, it's only credit card roulette. The only guys that are going to be in credit card roulette are the three guys from this team. All right. They're buying dinner. <laughs> Everybody after this, okay? that's the contingency. Like that's the rule. That's the we have to do something. We have to take him to the purple orchid a different night. <laughs> but Nick says we had Lamb in Week 15 versus Zay, so it was it was the bring back the old the old, the old bring back the old DFS bring back. So good for them. Uh, I love it. I'm wait I'm, wait 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 wait. What was that by design? And when they drafted him, when they added Zay Jones, no way. Did, wait, no way. well. No way. Let's find out. Let's find out. When they we'll added Zay Jones, was it any part of the thought process that they had Lamb for week 15? Or, like, when they drafted Devontae Smith, you're saying that was early, but did they think about week 15? They had just won the main event. Like, it's three weeks. Okay. Told you. Come on. Come on. Come on. So, There's- when you draft Devontae Smith – for me, that was setting up for Hertz, but they knew they were picking Mahomes with the next pick to go with Kelsey. Yes. So Devontae Smith was like, we really like Devontae Smith, or we like him fine, and we only have 11% of Devontae Smith. Like, it, what? Right. I know. It's I'm, I'm just laughing because uh, this oh. is the first. Sorry, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I, I'm just sort of thinking of these things, and I'm b- making noises. They only had the two receivers, and then I don't think they wanted to build like that. So they wanted a third receiver there with Devontae Smith. Who else was it going to be? Renfro. 
was the next receiver picked. Michael Thomas. Maybe they didn't like M- Michael Thomas. Good. For um, that was an interesting pick. Devontae Smith was a very interesting pick at 512. Look at George Pickens at 711. Oh, my. Our guy Shelly was – I know Shelly loved, loved Pickens. I, I, I love Pickens too. But this is the first time in the history of maybe any show where we're doing an interview via message. Board. <laughs> Those guys can wait on hold. That's so right. We're doing an interview. We're, we're going to have them on my show. show. Try to get on my show. Forget it. We're just gossiping about them. And, and, and oh, yeah, get them on, get, get, get them on your show. Um, uh, get, them, get, them, get, get them on our show and just – but, yeah, no – Shout out to the guys at a Buffalo. I mean, if you want to talk about, you know, Buffalo's been through a rough one the last year, but let me tell you, the fantasy football world, the FFPC main event champs last year, probably this year, we're talking Leone. We're talking uh, the FFPC playoff challenge winner out of Buffalo from last, from last year. Uh, it's just, the list goes on and on and on. So, um, you know, I'm excited. I'm going to be, Locked into their lineup along with some other lineups that I've got going, but <laughs> not near Go as on. exciting as them. Go not, on. Not near as exciting as them. So good luck to, to, to those guys. Best ball formats. Michael, you want to talk about some, some best ball formats? Well, that's a good amount of the chat this week is like, okay, so here we are at week 17, the best ball mania, 451,200 teams, $2 million. <laughs> week 17 correlation apocalypse has arrived. And like, oh, well, I, had, I had 70 teams, and how come none of them are still playing? I mean, the only point I wanted to make about this was, and this will continue to get better in fantasy football because of the money being made on the other side, like underdog proved. There is a format for whatever you want. If you yeah. want to play a three-week tournament, it's going to be out there. Drafters, DraftKings, others, other sites will emerge. They're going to be out there. If you want to play for two million bucks, you're probably going to have to do it. You're going to have to live like this, where most of the field gets cut week to week. The randomness shows its ugly head, and that's how it goes. I mean, that's how the big. That's how the lottery works. Like you can't expect to win. So I have to sneeze. But if you <laughs> well, just, the, the the lesson is f- do your most utmost work to find the format that you want, because yeah. Uh, I, I signed up for all these underdog teams and they all got cut because Devontae Adams didn't have a good game. That's not really surprising. You know, it's sometimes week 15 was there was more of that in terms of touchdowns and variants than you're used to, but it isn't the perfect storm. It isn't just like this has never happened before. It's just fantasy football. It's just the NFL. And I would add that I think what one thing we've seen this year and sorry, Adam, in advance, but I plan on talking about this a lot. Do it. Ne- next year, teams are appreciating finally, like the NBA and other sports, the value of spacing their players out. Whereas if you played fantasy football for 10, 15 years, which I didn't, you're like, oh, I can't believe this guy was good last week. Why wouldn't they use him this week? So much smart analysis on Here's the usage. This is what it should project to. But teams, I think, with more analytics people in the background, all the money in the world to spend, we're not going to use our guys. You're going to see players rest. Maybe it won't be disclosed because football culture is, let's not tell anybody what we're going to do about anything. That's how football does it. 
So you get situations where I thought the guy was healthy. DeAndre Swift was not on the injury report. How come he got five touches? That's going to happen all the time. It's going to, it could ruin fantasy football because we're going to, what we should probably want to do is expand our lineups by 50% and just give the better teams more cover. And often the better teams are the teams that are, you know, the commissioner has the better teams. So you want to expand your lineups and sort of give yourself a little bit of a bigger safety net. Maybe the big tournaments will adjust and do that. But NFL teams, more games are being played. There's 17. There's going to be 18. You're just going to want to rest guys, and they're going to try their hardest to not tell you who that's going to be. All Think of all the situations this year. When we get when you get done watching, when before you go to bed, write down, go through the season, all the times this year where you thought 100% something was going to happen, not even in terms of production, but usage, and then it didn't. Teams are not that smart. They're not as smart as we are yet, but they're still like sort of evolving in their own way, and that is going to be the future. It's just going to make it harder for us. Yeah, I think that's an argument for best ball, I think is what you're saying is the fact that like we don't have to make those those, those decisions like, okay, if this guy if this guy plays in air in air quotes and doesn't do much, well, at least we have a guy that is on the, is on our bench uh, that can that, that can fill in, uh, you know, and and that's that's an interesting point. Like, do you think I mean, you probably you may have talked about this on, on the air uh, in Buffalo. I, I may have missed it, but do you think that's what's going on with Stefan Diggs, for an example, because everyone's, you know. I know he's a local Buffalo, whatever, but like everyone in the country is complaining about Diggs and Devontae Adams. It's not happening with Adams because they stink and they're trying to win games. But like, do you think the Bills are just running him out there and saying, hey, you know, this is not going to be a Stefan Diggs game? No, I don't know, but I don't think that. Yeah. I think I think the Bills don't really know what they have throwing the ball right now. Yeah. Like Diggs is sort of annoyed and nobody else is really there as a counter, like Beasley being gone has changed it. Diggs is getting older. What I want to know, but I don't know is whether he's separating like he used to defenses are playing. The whole league is different. So it could be harder for him. It's also cold out every day and they have what five, six games left. So that to me is an unknown, but I do think that teams will start to more, more variance, more guys, fewer backup, special teams guys, more receivers, more, you know, skill guys, gadget guys, you know, who can more Jeff Driscoll's even. Yeah. I mean, I, I, a hundred, I really agree with you. And I think, you know, I've thought about this before. Like why, if no one's returning kickoffs, why do we need an entire special team? Like, why can't we go get a guy? And I'm just making, cause people always joke about stuff like this. You always say, well, LeBron James would be a great NFL tight end. Well, hold on a minute. Like maybe it's not like why can't you find a six foot eight basketball player to bring in inside the ten yard line every time that doesn't play special teams and does nothing else? I mean, in baseball, you got pitchers that come in and throw four pitches, right? You know, every five days. You know, you, NFL team, you don't if every kickoff goes through the end zone, you know, it, you don't need an entire special teams. Grab a guy that can come in, like you said, Jeff Driscoll type, a guy that can run a, an inside the five offense that can't be stopped because he's a running back and a quarterback and all this other stuff. Like um, that would be really cool. I think for fantasy to get more specialty type players, but it would make, you're right. It would make it more, uh, more, more frustrating. It's going to change a lot in the next five to 10 years. And it really always has in terms of the bills. So, Oh, McDermott's not a great job, but special teams is so important. Everything is so important. There's a, there's like a, the wiring in your head 
is like everything is so important. If they ask Sean McDermott after a game about a tackle that his gunner made at the 11-yard line where the score was 49, he'd be like, oh, that was a huge play. That was so important. Jake Kumaro is on this roster. Taiwan Jones, you know, good in the locker room. Isaiah Hodgins, yeah, we're all set. Right. So Isaiah Hodgins is waived. They held him for two years. Yeah. Off injuries and like, oh, we don't have room because we other guys are more important. Tanner Gentry. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Like any third running. Hines. Right. Even. I know. And he's super young and good. The Giants. Oh, look. The coach of the Giants, the general manager of the Giants were here. They drafted him. They coached him. Like, come on over. Isaiah Hodgins. There are a lot of big names you would bench this week for Isaiah Hodgins. Oh, for sure. Yeah, Hodgins is – yeah. I mean, it's, you're, you're right. It's been, a, it's been a debacle for a lot of these, these big-time these big time players. And, you know, Hodgins – yeah. Hodgins was around, stuck around for a couple of years, and then you let him go, and now he's – He's blossoming, you know, in other spots. It's like, how did you not like, like yeah, like you said, you got to keep the third linebacker on the team. Like, really? You know, it's not surprising. I mean, receivers are everywhere. Look at these recent drafts, supply and demand. It has to be. There's so many guys. Gabe Davis was in the fourth round. We came out of last year, like Gabe Davis is incredible. He's not incredible. Yeah. He's okay. He can do certain things. Other guys can do other things. It's fine. But we have a lot of these guys right now. And in terms of fantasy, filtering as best you can that stuff out is the is the challenge right now. That's the edge. Like you and I picked up Hodgins in the 1K Dynasty six weeks ago because we knew he was good and nobody was talking about him. People were talking about how bereft the Giants were at receiver every time, but it was never about Isaiah Hodgins. So, like, let's grab – he's better than Richie James. He's better than anybody else they have, maybe not Slayton. So – you know, you, you can't know. You can't know. I'm not saying you can know, but you can. Everything is an odds play in fantasy football. Everything is an odds play. And so that's another one. Yeah. No, I, I, I like it. That's that that's good. And we'll talk more about that. You know, we got the Dynasty podcast. So pick back up in the the, the winter. I'm sure we'll, oh, we'll, I'm sure we'll do another startup. You know what I mean? For the for the fans. Do another startup for the fans. For the so. fans. <laughs> so we'll do that. But speaking speaking of the fans, I got a 5K lineup. I want to I want to show you. Um, if I can figure out how to pull this up here. So I am in the 5K playoffs over at the FFPC. Um, let's see. Let's go to let's go to live let's go to live live scoring here. Let's just show you where I am here. So live scoring. I am the portfolio. I am in second place. I'm down by 17 to Fat Frankie Inc. Well, I think he has a couple of teams in the top 20 of the of the main event. I think I saw him up there somewhere. But Well, he doesn't need this. No, he doesn't need this. So Frank can just let it go. So you can see the, the auto-qualified two seed is trailing me by quite a bit, 30 or so. Uh, so I got a little bit of a, of, of a lead on him. I'm chasing Fat Frankie down by 17. First place is 25K. Second place is 15K. Third place, I think, is five. So uh, big, big, big drop off there. So... The one lineup's looking pretty good. Goff at home against Chicago. I think I'm rolling that way as opposed to D- Daniel Jones, even though it, at in, uh, home against Indy. But weather, I'll take Goff at home against Chicago. Uh, and then I've been riding these stinking 
Washington running backs out because I got nothing. Royce Freeman, Justin Jackson, Kenyon Drake, CEH, wow. Jordan Mason, Ty John. Nothing. Wow. Nothing developed. Nothing. Uh, so I've been riding these two backs. Had a down week against the number one run defense in football, San Francisco. But now I've got a really nice matchup against Cleveland. So I'm hoping to get 25 combined out of those two because I've got CeeDee Lamb and Kelsey, the old, you know, the old main event champs riding the CeeDee Lamb Kelsey train. Um, Higgins and Godwin starting those those studs. KC against Denver. So I guess my only question is Juju against Denver. Or do I slide down here and and close my eyes and throw a dart at George Pickens or Deontay Johnson? What are your um, what Johnson. are your, what are your instincts tell you? Johnson. I want to go to the bathroom. Can you <laughs> ponder this? I'm going to say Deontay J- Johnson. Yeah, yeah. But come on, think about it. Talk about it. Of course, I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk it out. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's Deontay Johnson. I feel like is due. I'm like one of those guys who's like, hey, if Deontay Johnson hasn't scored yet, all the targets he's, he's, he's gotten, you know, 120, 130 <laughs> t- t- targets, he's due for it for, for a touchdown. Baltimore defense, uh, not very good against the pass. Pickens is like a one trick pony. Pickens is probably a better chance to score, but he also is getting five targets a week, you know. So, um, so I have to kind of figure out do I want to throw a close match or a dart one of those two? Or do I want to ride out Juju, who who had his second, um, he had his second biggest game of the year, I think, against Kansas or against Denver earlier in the year? Yeah, nine for seventy four and a score. But twenty two fantasy points was his second biggest outing, even though Denver's a tough pass defense. So, I kind of with the Kelsey and Juju, I kind of like that stack uh, in a game where Kansas City should should blow them out. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, I think, I think I'm going to go Juju in this one. Um, and so that's, that's probably the route I'm going to go. Cause again, I like that, I like that chief stack, you know, and I got some great matchups this week. CD, CD lamb against t- Tennessee. Uh, like Sean says, the Steelers wide receivers are way too thin. So we probably won't go with one of those guys, but I just wanted to pick, uh, pick Mike's brain on it to see if he had uh, and I left. an inside scoop and then he left and now, now he's back. But, um, but yeah, I mean, Juju, so Mike, I was saying Juju had his second biggest uh, fantasy output of the year was against Denver with 22 points a couple weeks ago. Um, and so I'm wondering if I just ride that stack, that Kelsey Juju stack, um, and see if I can't get a couple touchdowns out of, out of the both of them. I would play Deontay Johnson. Okay. Why? He is due to score. Yep. He is the best receiver on the team. Yep. I feel like they're evolving a little bit. Pickens is staying in. At the Ravens, a couple of things could happen. One is that Jackson comes back and the game sort of pops a little bit. Another is that Pittsburgh is just the better team and they just take it. As I've told you, so I, I have to stand corrected because of the last meeting. I have said over and over, every people could look it up, but they don't. Every Steelers-Ravens game ever has ended 16-15. to 15. Yes, thank you, Twitter. I know it was 16-14 when they played the last time. But, you know, most Pittsburgh-Baltimore games are ugly like that. I think I'm, jo- I'm, not a, I'm not into Juju at all. Like His numbers have been there. I haven't given him enough credit, but I like Johnson more. Okay. Yeah, for, fair enough. I'll be, I'll be thinking this, this through. I'll be obviously locked into 
CD Lamb tomorrow against a, a horrible Tennessee pass defense. I, I'm, I'm hoping Tennessee rests some starters too to get ready for their playoff game next week. So that would be that would be fun. Does it, does it matter if they do on defense? Like it doesn't no, really matter if they you're do. Right. It does. It doesn't really matter. Cross your fingers with CD Lamb this week. Like it's not even that big a game for Dallas either. So that could be a Thursday night cold weather clunker, I think. Yeah. And then I like play. Put your cards down on your chips down on Kelsey. And then also Deontay and see what it gets you. Yeah, Kelsey hasn't scored in a month, even though he's been great. He hasn't scored in a month, so he's due for a couple of touchdowns uh, this week. So they're playing um, Denver, so they could win twenty-three to three. Yeah, I mean, listen, if Higby can put up seventy-five fantasy points against them, then what can Travis Kelsey do? Um, yeah, it's gonna be Noah Gray. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. You know? maybe, maybe I'll pick up no, no, Noah Gray. There's still waivers in this league, by the way. <laughs> You have seven dollars. That's right. Hey, how did you see that? Come on. Um, all right. So last but not least, pot chop. So I've got a I've got a home league. I've got a I've got a three K entry. I found a three K entry home league, by the way, which is where insane. No, I'm not telling you. On I'm the west side you. of Rochester, you're not invited. You're not it's a by not, it's, in, not in Fair in Fairport in, in uh, Sodus Bay. Where's the timers? It's all these like poker player. It's like in a back room, smoky back room somewhere. That, um, but this I, is what anyways, I want for 2023. This is what I want one time. So I sneak into this to this 3K home home game, this home league. Uh, make the finals. It's first place is 13K, second place is 7K. My team stinks. I don't even know how it looks. It's like the opposite of like all, my other teams are good. They couldn't make it. This team just keeps winning and winning. And I have no idea how. So we get to the finals. This guy's team is loaded. So I offer and you're going to, you're going to hate me. My friends are going to never talk to me again, but I, I, I say, Hey, you know, I'm trying to imprint on this, on, on this guy. I'm like, hey, hey man, congrats on making the championship. I'm texting him with the, with this inflection in my voice. Um, Want to Did you say him? I'm Adam Krautwurst? The, the, from the deep end. Oh, I'm from, from the deep end. And he's like, not interested at all. Like, he's like, absolutely no. not. Like, I'm favored to win by, you know, a ton of points. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm just trying to be friendly. And I just let it sit there. Couple hours later, comes back. Why don't we do, uh, what is it? 12 to first, eight to second. That way, Second place gets a little bit more. First place gets a little bit less. So you're guaranteed at least eight. How does that sound? Like perfect. So it's not it's not a chop. It's a change in the payout structure, which I think. Listen, if the Bills guys are still listening, if if Marley is still listening, reach out <laughs> to second place. Do a, what is it? What what's second place? Two hundred fifty thousand in for second. I don't even know what it is. Chop it. Then you go home. With the, everybody's happy. You're good to go. Well, that guy, I think, is I'm, I'm with uh, Balky tonight. So you could call him up and find oh, out is he? what he would say to that. Yeah, I think there, so, there, yeah. there you go. There you go. Yeah. But I even feel you hate the idea of, of the chop. You absolutely I do not. I really? do not. It is a negotiation tactic. Yep. There are, there are sometimes future ramifications, implications. It's fine. Um, if you think you're going to get destroyed in this game, and it's 13-7, and you sent a, a shot across the bow, the guy came back with no, and he came back with 12-8. You know, unless you think you have a better chance of winning than you're letting on, you should take it. Right. Hope, he, hope, hope he's not listening. 
So, <laughs> I hope he's not listening. Is he, is he more likely listening on Spotify or watching on YouTube? What is more likely? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, no. What I, part I, of I, Rochester is it? <laughs> it's uh, Gates. Gates, New Gates. York. It's Grease Gates, you know, Chai Lai. Yep. You know, the smoky poker rooms are on Chai Lai Gates. That's right. So apparently it's, it's 200K to second place. So Sean says it's to be 600K each for the, for the job. And that, I, but, you know, there's obviously other people involved in theirs. <laughs> there's uh, there's 10 guys chomping at the bit to get that one one million dollars. So but um, but yeah, I'm I'm all for the pot chop uh, at this time of the year, especially in like a high stakes league like that. Like, yeah, let me just get my 8K and run. So uh, I have to pay. I'll, for give, all, you, I'll give you one FFPC losses. I know you've heard of it, the League of Shopes and Dreams. I've heard of it, yes. So I'm in the finals against Kevin Payne of Rotowire. Okay. I won in 2019. He won in 2020. He was already set before last night. I wasn't. I needed Eckler over Williams. I got it late in the game. I texted him, like, congrats. See you in the finals. Pretty soon thereafter, he says, uh, so it's 800-300. This is a $100 league or thereabouts site fees and whatnot. Yeah. 831, you know, pretty typical. He said, uh, should we change the payouts? I said, Kevin, way too soon to ask that question. Way too soon. I need at least two days. Right. Then I will know. I have to handicap our, our match. I just barely got there. I was never going to presume a victory. I just barely got there. You know, at least let me go to sleep for one night. <laughs> and then I will get back to you. But, you know, some of those we do 50-50. You know, it just depends on the – not even just the, the odds, but it depends on the guy. Right. If it's a friend if, – if you and I were in that situation, 800-300, and you know what? Let's just split it and go out. And whoever loses can pay for the night. Correct. Yeah. Everybody's happy. Yep. You know, you should – there's – Get a trophy or whatever, win, whatever. Just it depends on the person. If you have a relationship with the person, this goes without saying, I think, but you can be way more liberal about how you approach that uh, if they're your friend. And if they're not your friend, make them your friend. Like right. Adam was trying to do in the 5K with gotcha. these people from Gates who are, you know, three they're, they're, they three smell K. terrible because of the smoke. And it's just it's just gross. But Adam is still trying to hang out with them, even though he has little kids. Listen, the 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 place we had the draft, the name of it is Fatsos. It's a bar in Gates. That's all I know. I've been there. Have you? Oh, no, you come on. You won't even eat chicken. I've been to Bathtub Billy's. There, hey, love, love, love Bathtub Billy's. Sponsor of the Rochester Flag Football League, by the way. I hosted a game show I created that aired on Wham in Rochester. That we hosted at Bathtub Billy's. So Bathtub Billy's moved. By, 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 by the way, okay, never heard. mind. Never mind. Did Rochester even... move? Did Wham move? No, no. It's in. It's in the. It's in the mall now. It's in the. It's in the Grease Ridge Mall. Uh, well, it's probably never been the same. Never. It hasn't. So. All right, my friend. Good luck this week. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Good luck. Go Bills. Right. Go Regals. Go Regals. Are you coming to Rochester for a Regals game or what? No, we're playing tomorrow at Niagara University. Oh, uh, wow. My daughter's team is playing. She's So this is like a Niagara team. There's a bunch of Grand Island kids on it. So it's like all her friends. It's the one game she plays against her friends, boys. You know, but today we studied celebrations. So we're, our, our, we're focused. We know what's important. 
well, listen, she can celebrate, but you can't look at the opponent while you celebrate because that's a is that a ice? What is that? Is that a minor or a major? Like I don't know what they call it in hockey. Is know. there a flag? They throw a flag on them or? <laughs> that's against the rules. If you taunt, that's taunting. I think so. Yeah, in the NFL, yeah. you can celebrate all you want, but if you look at the other team and celebrate, like you can do first down like this, like gesture for the first down. But if you look at someone and do it, it's a penalty. Like it's right, right, un- unbelievable. By the way, Lenny is not backstage tonight. I was waiting to the end. Lenny's not backstage. No, why Why would he? Because, so I'm a big fan of the movie Quiz Show, and Van Doren's going along, and then Dave Garraway walks in, like, oh, how would you like to, here's a, here's a check, how would you like to host the Today Show, whatever it was that he offered him, and I'm thinking, like, maybe I'm in second to the Draft Sharks Invitational, Lenny and I are friends, he would sort of waltz in, end of the episode, like, you know, Mike, Scuderi's going to win, but here's Eleven hundred dollars. Would you like to be the host of the show? He might do that forward? still. He might. He might. And do so that. I would probably agree to that. And then that's a pot chop. That know, is a pot chop. A pot chop. Talk to Scuderi. Oh my gosh, what a pot chop that is! No, come on. Like, what, what do I? What's the number? You can't. Can you pot chop a free roll? Come on. Yeah. How, how does that work? That was my yearbook quote, and people thought it was amazing. Like, how does he even know what that is when he's seventeen? That's right. It's five thousand to first. It's nothing to second. What does he say yes to? Well, it's five thousand to first. I was going to include the the you know you get your league, you win your league. It's five. But so will he. So will he. Right. Right. Um, I don't know. Uh, I mean, would he take? I, would he take thirty five hundred right now? Absolutely. Really? I would think it's only a nine point lead. Come on. He would text text us your uh, recommendations. If John is watching, he should text too. What should I offer him? What what should he take? He should take anything over 2,500 and a trip to Columbini's. What? A trip to Columbini's pizza. There's no way if I were in his position, I would take three. Well, is there really? Would I not take $3,000? Maybe I would. You would. On a free roll? Come on. Oh, are we texting about this as soon as we we get, we get done? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, are, are, are we still live right now? <laughs> yeah, you, you said we were. Okay. Enjoy your week 17 matchups. A couple of marquee matchups right here. Yeah. Oh, the 1958 NFL championship game. The week 17 correlation we all dreamed of. West versus West. Niners Raiders. Both Absolutely. All right, everyone. Good Happy day. New Year. Thanks for watching, listening uh, at Deep End FF1. Stay warm. See you next week. And then the playoff challenge analysis is coming up. Yes. Next week? Is it next week, right? Two next weeks. Week. Two weeks. Okay. Right? Yeah. And then that night I'm coming to Buffalo to see the Sabres. We'll talk about that. It's going to be in the morning week. of January 10th. We'll do a live show from Rochester. Matt Schauf, Jared Smola talking about playoff challenge strategy. And then Adam and I will drive west and go to see the Sabres. That's perfect. Thanks for watching and listening. Mike Shope, Adam Krautwurst, our best to you. This is The Deep End. Good night. See you guys.